Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Oh, now we've got Jeff Francoeur popping out of the dugout. Dan Bellino says, sit down. The Mets come clamoring toward Hanzo Robles. Hernandez pops out. So does Boa, who's just been ejected from the game. And Larry Boa is not happy with Dan Bellino. Oh, Boa, we, we haven't seen Boa this hot since back in 2004. <laughs> I'm with Boa on that one. <laughs> it was always fun to see Larry get really, really worked up. It was the greatest. And he joins us now. Just one of the one of the legends, one of the lifers in, with the Phillies, Larry Boa. What a, what a pleasure it is to talk to you, my friend. I just want to give you a stat before we uh, ask our first question. Uh, and this Bob Vitrone Jr. sent me this, Boop Stats. Larry Boa okay. holds the Phillies record for best batting average in a postseason, 1980, hit 349, which is was the best, or depending on how you put it, although Bryce Harper is ahead of that now. Larry, I imagine you would not be too upset if Bryce Harper took that record from you this mm-hmm. year. No, not at all. In fact, uh, I'm looking forward to him to do that. Uh, you know, he's had a great... Uh, a playoff run so far, and hopefully it continues into the World Series, which I think will happen. But, uh, you know, big guys come up big, and he's come up very big for us during these these playoff games. Larry, you've been in more clubhouses for more days than just about anybody on planet Earth. Explain to our listeners what it's like when a team is playing the way the Phillies are. And I don't just mean winning in the postseason. I mean winning really tough games in the postseason. What is there intangible about a club that allows them to do that? I, I just think it's, it, you know, it's. I listen to some people that work in front offices, and I'm not singling out Philly. I'm listening. I'm talking about all my experiences in baseball. A lot of people don't think chemistry is that big a deal, and I think it's huge. And I think the Phillies have a tremendous amount of chemistry going right now. They're rooting for each other. You can see when a guy makes a good play, even in the second inning, uh, you know, they're going crazy in the dugout. Usually that happens in the eighth or ninth inning when the game's on the line. These guys are literally pulling for each other. They've bought into uh, uh, starting pitching, with the exception of Wheeler and Noah. Hey, give me five innings, and we're going to go to that strong bullpen that has really improved over the second half of the season. But chemistry to me is, is very, very important. And I think the one guy, if I had to pick out one guy that has sort of galvanized this club, it's Schwarber. Uh, this guy, from the first day of spring training, he could care less about averages. He could care less about what he does. 
he wants to win, and he has spread that throughout our clubhouse. And I think that was one of the best hires we've had, uh, signings, I should say, we've had in a long, long time. I know people are probably saying, well, he's hitting too. I don't care what he's hitting. This guy's a leader. And he's done a tremendous job since he's come over here. Absolutely. And and critically important, clubhouse atmosphere uh, means so much in baseball. I think not everybody sees that. Uh, the other part of that maybe relates to the guy I'm going to ask you about now. Um, you managed in this league. Rob Thompson waited a long time to manage in this league. Um, and the baseball lifer finally got his chance and has made the most of it. He's got a different disposition than you, Larry, um, but it's working for him. Talk a little bit, if you would, about what you think are the reasons for his success with this team. Well, first of all, I was with Rob with the Yankees when I was with Joe. That's Torrey. right. Yeah. That's he right. Was on the staff. I've known Rob a long time. He's definitely paid his dues. He's done everything. He's been a minor league coordinator. He's, he's set up uh, in the Yankees. He's been there for a long time. He's managed in the minor leagues. He's got great one-on-one uh, with with his ball players. He makes it a point. If a guy hasn't played in three or four days, he'll go and talk to him and say, hey, this is where we're going. His communication skills are off the charts. He's, he's very uh, – I'm not going to say he's low-key because, to me, he, he's right up there. He likes to win as much as anybody. He can mask his uh, emotions very easily. I think that had a lot to do with Joe Torre. Uh, he was with Joe Torre a long time. And I like to see guys like this that, uh, you know, you get labeled in baseball – takes one day to get labeled it takes 40 years to, to shed that label and mm. obviously he was labeled as a good coach a good bench coach a good third base coach and never got the opportunity and dave dombrowski gave him an opportunity and he ran with it and he's done a tremendous job but uh, i think the one thing he's been very consistent with this team you know there's been a lot of hollering from outside here saying oh switch the lineup around this guy's over 12 you got to do this. You got to do that. And he stuck to his game plan. And I think that means a lot to these players, especially when you got some players that have played a while, and uh, they know that uh, hey, if I go for four today, I'm going to be in the same slot tomorrow. So that has a lot to do with a comfort zone. Uh, they've uh, sort of gone with the flow as far as I mean. Gene Secura has always hit at the top of the lineup since he's been here with the Phillies, and now he's dropped down and and come up with huge hits down there. But you never hear anybody. Uh, complain about where they hit or anything, and I think that's because Rob's got great communication with the, with the whole team. L- Larry, one of the things that made last night's game so exciting and at times so excruciating, of course, were some of the miscues that the Phillies made in the field. So, right. what do you what do you think Rob will do? And you know, generally speaking, what would a manager do? To address that, deal with that, if anything, do you take extra infield this morning? Do you leave it alone and let those guys kind of sort through it themselves? Um, because th- those errors by Segura and Hoskins, you know, it didn't cost them a win, but concerning, I think. Yeah, it is concerning. But but when you get this far and you've played this long, I think you just leave it alone. You know those guys are going to respond. Segura is an unbelievable fielder. And he just tried to be too quick on the double play. And Haas has been having some problems at first. But you know what? These guys, without those two guys, you know, who knows where we'd have been. So I think Rob, and I think most managers right now, when you get this deep into the playoffs, uh, you don't take extra infield. You don't do that. So you do your regular routine. You know, uh, baseball is a very routine-oriented sport. And you have your your pregame you do, and then after you go inside, you might get, some guys might hit in the cage and all that. You, I think you keep everything the same, and that's what Rob has done throughout the entire, not just the playoffs, but since he's taken over the ball club. And I think that... 
that has a lot to do with, with the, besides the talent on our team, but I think that has a lot to do with our success so far. Larry Bow is our guest, by the way, this hour, sponsored by Meridian Bank. Business banking at its best. Visit them at meridianbanker.com. So Larry Bow was a gold glove shortstop for this franchise. It now has a young shortstop in Bryson Stott. Um, I'd like you kind of assess what can what what is it like for a young guy like this in the postseason at this position, and also what do you see as Bryson Stott's future? Can he be a above average defensive major league shortstop? Uh, there's no doubt in my mind he can do that. This kid's uh, going to be special. Uh, does he lack maybe great range? Maybe uh, he makes all the plays. He's got ice water in his veins. To me. Next year, I, it wouldn't shock me to see him uh, batting leadoff on, on this ball club. He's not afraid to hit with two strikes. He doesn't make mental mistakes. Uh, he's very solid. And, and in answer to the first part of that, it's very difficult for your first year to come up and play on a team that possibly could go to the World Series. I mean, there's some pressure on there. I think the biggest thing that happened was when uh, Didi was let go, and basically it was Scott. They said, hey, you're the shortstop. And he's gone out and done a tremendous job for us. Uh, he's got a two-strike approach, which I love. Uh, he makes all the routine plays, which I think are very important, yeah, especially uh, when you play 162 games. I really like this kid. I see nothing but upside here. I also think he's going to hit 15 home runs a year. He's got that kind of power. But he's basically a line drive hitter that uses the entire field. Uh, you know, I, I keep reading, well, we're going to go out and get a shortstop. That's, that's not in my uh, – I don't have that authority to say yes or no. If it were me, I'd leave Scott at shortstop, and uh, I think he's going to do a very good job. He has the ability. If by chance something should happen, we know that uh, Segura's last year is up. If they wanted to, they could move him to second base. Uh, but personally, I, I think this kid can play shortstop, and I think he's done a tremendous job for us. Larry, the Phillies and Dave Dombrowski obviously made no bones about the fact that they were building this team heading into this season to mash the ball. You know, they were going to hit home runs. They were going to kind of pound teams with power. And one of the things we've seen in the postseason is stringing hits together, just putting the ball in play. You see Segura's big two-out hit last night, you know, just punching it over the second baseman's head. That approach in the postseason, you know, the just put the ball in play as often as you can, seems to be much more powerful and potent than it would be during the regular season. I'm curious, kind of... How you thought that change came about? Is it just because your approach has to change when the games get this important? I I think that's part of the reason. You're facing real good pitching, and and usually pitchers don't give up four or five hits in an inning. Uh, I would like to see that approach for 162 games. I'm not mm. telling you that Schwarber and, and and Harper have to do that, but there's guys in in, uh, in lineups that I'm watching swinging for fences when the count's 0-2. These these guys lately have had two strike approaches. Uh, you know, I've read a couple of tweets where that was a lucky hit. And no, it wasn't a lucky hit. It was a two-strike approach that Segura put in play. And he did the same thing in St. Louis. And I, I get tired. I really get tired of hearing exit velocity and launch angle <laughs> because that's not what it's about. Yep. What it's about is you get one more run than the opposition. I don't care how you get it. Put it the ball in play. And you're watching the Yankees now down two games. They cannot put the ball in play when they have to. And I'm not saying get a hit. It's hit. It's hard to hit in the big leagues. Have a two-strike approach. Infield back, man on third, put the ball in play. I would like to see that approach for 162 games. And again, there's certain hitters. I don't want Schwarber trying to get a single. I don't want Harper trying to get a single. But I like the, the approach that we've had with our other guys. 
Uh, Bohm's done it all year. He's got a great two-strike approach. Uh, We've really watched Marsh develop into a better Mm -hmm. hitter than he was in Anaheim. But that's a mentality that you have to have, and you have to keep enforcing it. And I think Kevin Long's done a tremendous job doing that. But Amen. people are getting away from it. These these analytic people have never put on a uniform, and all they want to look at is exit velocity and launch angle. You know what you can do with those? I can't say it on the air. I'll, <laughs> I'll take the guy that puts the ball in play when there's a man on third and gets you a run. And if we can start playing baseball like that, which we have as a team for the last uh, maybe month and a half, I really, really like it, and it can create a lot of wins on your on your side of the ball. I love me. it. I love it. I love it. All right, last thing. I saw a photo this morning circulating around Twitter. It was you with, let me see if I get all this, Ryan Howard, Charlie Manuel, Mickey Morandini, I think Chase, no, not Chase Utley, he went in there, Miles Teller, maybe Manny Trio, um, oh, right. Jason Kelsey, right? Right. Yeah, what? That's what? like the greatest star picture pitcher of all time. I don't know. Did they leave anybody out, or did they got them all? Uh, I think I think you got a lot of them. I, I don't know. Was uh, what was, was Matt in there? Stairs. He might have been on the. Oh, field. maybe yeah. Matt oh, Stairs. Okay. Yeah. Probably yeah. Last I want to don't want to take away yeah, from him. Yeah. It, what it, was it, that? It, I think I, I just think the Phillies are trying to create that uh, winning atmosphere, showing guys that have won here, uh, and uh, taking a picture with Miles. Is obviously he's very hot right now as far as. <laughs> where he is in Hollywood and everything. So I, I just think that uh, uh, the Phillies in general have are trying to create that winning atmosphere. And I, I really look for this team not to get just to the World Series, but I look for this team to continue playing good baseball, not just this year, but uh, the next three or four years, because I think Dave has done a good job in putting this ball club together. Uh, he's getting people that love playing baseball. Uh, and I, I just think there's something special happening here. And as you said earlier, you, we can't give away outs. And I know Segura's was one of those flu plays. He tried to be too quick. But and Haas has got to start catching the ball the way I've seen him catch the ball before. He's at, he's in a little funk right now. Uh, but when you get, if you take the next step and go to the World Series and you play a team, whether it's the Yankees or Houston, you cannot give outs away. Outs are precious. There's 27 of them. Don't give the other team 30, 31 outs, and I think we're going to be fine. I don't think there's going to be a lot of home runs hit, whoever's in the World Series. I, I think the pitching's that good. You know, you start facing good pitchers, uh, and they're not going to give up a lot of home runs. So I like where we're going right now. This is a big game tonight. Uh, I really believe if we can win this game tonight, uh, Wheeler's been unhittable. Uh, this guy's had a streak where I've never seen it before. I shouldn't say I've never seen it. I've seen Carlton pitch yeah, like you've, this. Yeah, you've played and, with a couple and, good uh, ones. Yep. Yeah, this this guy is something special, and I would think that uh, we could, uh, if we win tonight, uh, I don't like to to say it's over, but I, I like our chances with Wheeler on the mound tomorrow. Uh, thoroughly agree. Larry Bowe, it is always a pleasure to catch up with you, my friend. Uh, look forward to seeing you at the ballpark, and uh, be well. Okay, you guys take care, and uh, let's go, Phil. There you go. Thanks, Bo. That was great energy, man. Yeah, you know, you just, get him talking about certain topics. Oh, he's got it. And it's just going to come bubbling to the surface. Yeah. You know, I don't want to mention any teams, but the Yankees are swinging from the heels. And he's right. <laughs> and he's exactly right. He is. And listen, I'm, I'm not an anti-analytic guy at, at all, and I get it, and I respect it, and blah, 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 blah. But... You do see guys, and and not Aaron Judge. I mean Aaron Judge too, but guys who are not who are right. not Aaron Judge and never will be Aaron mm-hmm. Judge. And it's two strikes, and they take this huge swing. I mean, first and second. What are you doing? Yeah, yeah. And and to me, as somebody who has complained about baseball changing over the years and getting boring and all that stuff, I think that makes for a more exciting brand of baseball. Baseball is back. 
and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.